one podcast. Mining the Magic the Gathering subreddits for salt. This is The Howling Salt Mine. It's The Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Mine. Welcome back to The Howling Salt Mine podcast, everybody. This is the podcast where we are delving into those minds of the Magic the Gathering subreddits. We're finding the saltiest veins of posts. We're chipping them out, throwing them in our mind cart and bringing them up to see what we get. As always, I'm your host, Sam, and I am joined by my two co-hosts, Mike and Tony. Say hey, guys. Yoo-hoo. Hi. Have you guys picked up on the fact that I always say Mike and Tony, and then you respond Tony first and then Mike? It's what makes sense. Yeah, it's just a better order. <laughs> I feel like we're confusing our listeners so bad. No, they love it. They're here for it. <laughs> um, well, as long as they know that. And we have two special guests with us today. Super happy to have these guys on the show. Big fan of their podcast. And this is our first crossover episode, guys. This is this is big shit right now. It's groundbreaking. Yeah, this is some groundbreaking yeah. shit. So buckle up. Uh, we are joined by Lance and Sonny. From the Pay the One MTG podcast. Say hey, guys. Hey, what's up, guys? Well, what is going on, you guys? Yeah, thank you so much for having us. It's an amazing opportunity. And thank you again. We love your guys' podcast. We've been listening to you guys for a while. Thanks, man. You guys are awesome. So the honor is completely ours. The honor is completely ours. Oh, shucks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we feel the same way. I mean, I've listened to every episode that you guys have put out so far. And we've done our homework and specifically focused on some of the salty episodes that you had. I think it was like, I want to say 11 and like 22 or something were were your salty episodes. One was like cards that make us puke, which I really loved. (laughs) Um, Oh, dude, that was a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Important to note that like what was highlighted there was a lot of blue cards, because as we always say, blue is a trash color for trash players. (laughs) (laughs) I hope anonymous player six nine six nine four twenty is uh is listening. Yeah. <laughs> it's shaking his fist somewhere. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I also realized listening earlier, both of our podcasts have a, another player in our pod, Nick, that is just always receiving all of the shit. Yeah. <laughs> It's like when you're, if you're given the name Nick on your name day, like you're just destined to be a dick. Like <laughs> Nick, if you're listening, we didn't say that. That, yeah. that was Sonny. Uh, Sonny, the check is in the mail. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> well, thanks for jumping on with us today, guys. So with all of our guests, we like to kick it off with a couple questions. This is our very brief interview portion of the podcast. So our first question for you two guys is, when did you get into Magic? How long have you been playing? So I actually started playing uh, when I was in the military. So we were TDY. Well, TDY is just like our, we went to work up in Alaska. And there's honestly nothing much to do in Alaska, <laughs> unless you're like a super outdoorsy person, which <laughs> I am not. <laughs> I like the AC. I like a bed. And I like a good TV show to watch. So <laughs> they were playing Magic downstairs, like in the little break room area. And I'm like, what, what, what's going on? What is this? And a bunch of my friends taught me and we were drinking. And then <laughs> one thing led to another. And we went to a little card shop that was in Fairbanks, Alaska. 
And I actually ended up buying two boxes of Shadows over Innistrad. Oh, good set, dude. Yeah. So that's where the magic story began for me. <laughs> and so it, it just kind of fell from there. And I've just been playing this whole time. So I want to shout out my friends <laughs> that taught me magic while I was drinking. And a little <laughs> drunk it took me to that card shop. <laughs> oh, that's it. awesome. What about you, Sonny? So actually, funny story, the way that I learned how to play our buddy Joe, which is Nick's brother, he's been playing for years and he wanted me and my wife to learn to play. But we just kept like blowing it off like, nah, magic's for nerds. It's like it's for those dudes that live with their parents. And nah, fuck that, dude. Never, never, never. One day, like he was sleeping over the house and I was like, you know what? I'm super bored. Like, screw it. Let's just play a game. He bought me a deck. We played and like six hours later, I was like four in the morning and we were just still playing. <laughs> and I, 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 I ate my words, dude. I ate my words like a Thanksgiving feast. It was like amazing. Like I was super <laughs> stoked. My wife learned it right afterwards. She was super stoked. Oh, that's awesome. So the only reason we got into Commander actually is because of Lance. Lance at this point had already been playing and he had bought the Planeswalker Precons. Mm. Oh, I love those. So he, yeah, so he was like, well, he gave my wife, I think, uh, the Wind Grace one, and then he gave me Amanatu, and the mm -hmm. rest is pretty much history. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's so great. It's cool that your wife plays, too. My wife used to play, can still play, but has not in a very long time. Oh no, my wife is the toxic player besides Anonymous 669. She's the one that, she's the, uh, I swear to God, she's the one that plays Wind Grace and like uh, Land Destruction. Wind Grace, oh, Land Destruction. Dude. Oh, she's yeah. a stacks player? Brutal. Not the stacks, but she will play uh, Land Wipes. Every, in yeah. every game that oh, she man. does, like whatever deck she has, it'll either have, um, uh, God, what's the one, what's the one card, Lance? It's in every deck of hers. Mind Crank. Mind Crank. Mind Crank. Yeah, she loves Mind Crank. Mine crankers are like bread and butter for anything. Oh, I think you guys mentioned that in one of your episodes. That that sounds very familiar. Because Rose comes on your show every once in a while. Yes. Yeah. Well, that is a perfect segue into our next question, which is what makes you salty? <laughs> uh, all right, Lance, go ahead. You take this one. Uh, Infect, Lord Wipes, and Gaddic Teague. Oh, you're so right. <laughs> Those are pretty much my three salty cards. I mean, in fact, I've always said it. In fact, it's cheap, even though I play. Uh, yeah, board wipes, you know, when you got a good board state, man, those board wipes are just devastating. And yeah, Gag Teague, man, that little gnome thing is just, <laughs> it was work. He puts out, he puts out work, you know, when he, he hits the battlefield, you're pretty much screwed over. That's a cheap card, man. It, Gaddick Teed just sucks. <laughs> He's little, but it'll hit you in a big way. Yeah, he, yeah. it's brutal, man. It looks like it drops on a table and everyone just like sighs. Like, uh... <laughs> Dude, okay, so kind of to piggyback off of, uh, of, of Lance, so that's literally how it is for me. It's the three. It's Winter Orb, Gaddick Teague, and Void Winner. Mm. Oh, solely specifically because our buddy used to play Winter Orb, Urza, and that just yeah. blew. Yep. And then my wife plays, literally, she plays Void Winnower and Gattateague in the same deck. So when she gets all of them out, it's pretty much game over. And we just have to look at her like, are you done? Are you fucking done? Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, man, that's amazing. <laughs> she just sits there with her freaking little smile eating Cheetos. And I'm like, yeah, it must be fucking nice, isn't it? All right, cool. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. The salt is so good. <laughs> 
Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Let's get into it. So like I said at the top of the show, you know, we're going to be talking about salty posts today. We're going to be talking about playgroup interactions, things that make us salty, salty stories from other people, things like that. But Sam, what's salt? Great question, Tony. <laughs> uh, man, love to hear that question. I don't think I've asked it before. So yeah, this is important. brand new, brand new stuff. Yeah, salt is when you sit down for a friendly game of magic, you and three of your best friends, you all take out your decks and you're just ready for some really good times. And then somebody drops a Gaddock Teague and Void Winnower and you just flip the fucking table. (laughs) (laughs) That's what salt is. Frustrations, you know, bad breaks, things not going your way. That's what salt is. Shall we get into it, guys? Yeah, hit us with one. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start us off with something nice and easy. This is this is short, sweet, and to the salt, as we like to say. This one comes to us from the EDH subreddit. This comes to us from the the Monday morning sticky thread that we love so much. The one that has been discontinued, and we we mourned it on a prior episode. But this comes from a little while back. This one comes to us from user LockedOn007. If you guys see user LockedOn007 on the EDH subreddits, give them an upvote, you know? Spread some goodwill. And the post goes, this is a play EDH game, which is an online game. And it says, player A tries Necrotic Ooze, Walking Ballista, and Phyrexian Devourer reanimation combo. Player B tries to fetch a Bojuka Bog with crop rotation. Player A counters crop rotation. I laugh and then point to my scavenger ground that's been there since turn one. Player A says, dude, what the fuck? You should be telling me about your lands. (laughs) And the OP says, I did. Turn one. I said scavenger grounds as my land for turn. Player A disconnected. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like somebody we know. (laughs) So the general Necrotic Ooze combo, basically this is a combo where Necrotic Ooze gets all the activated abilities of creatures in your graveyard. And if you have Walking Ballista in there and Phyrexian Devourer in there, basically this combo where you are getting plus one, plus one counters and shooting down the table, right? But it's reliant on having your graveyard in play. If you're casting a crop rotation, you're sacking a land, tutoring up another land at instant speed. Bajukabog, we all know and love that. It's in every pre-con since like 2006. Basically, that is just exiling a target player's graveyard. But the real linchpin card here is Scavenger Grounds. And that is a land. It's actually a desert land. It taps for a colorless mana. and also has this nifty little ability. Two mana and tap, sacrifice a desert, exile all cards from all graveyards. So this is a classic situation of someone going for their combo not really understanding the board state and just rage quitting. (laughs) Blaming the other players and rage quitting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's the best. He's like, you should be telling me that you have a way to stop my combo before it comes out. Like, (laughs) no way, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That just sounded like a little too, like, familiar from past games. Oh, yeah? I used to play... um, Oh, uh, God, it's that it's that tree guy from Commander Legends. Kolfenor? Kolfenor, thank you. I used to yeah, play Kolfenor. Kolfenor. But a bunch of our friends played Graveyard Decks at one point, and it, it was like 
five game nights in a goddamn row where my wife would play Bajukabog and <laughs> and she would just aim it at me only. Like, and she's like, okay, let's see. And I'm like, they've got like 20 cards in their graveyard. I've got like three. And she'd always point it to me. And I'm kind of like thinking about her, like, she's got a secret vendetta to just kind of fucking hate me. <laughs> Oh man, your wife is like crushing you guys all the time. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I have to also shout out the salt that the player that casts the crop rotation must feel because they had to sack the land as a part of the cost mm. of the cards. So like they're just down a land and don't get anything for it. Don't get the, like Bajuka bog or anything. So they're just sitting there like fuck me. All right, thanks. Yeah, there's <laughs> There's really like two players in this situation that aren't reading the table right. Like you got the player A that's going for their combo. Player B also doesn't see the scavenger grounds. They're wasting resources. You know, probably feeling like the hero. Like, yeah, I'm going to save us all, guys. And then they get countered. And then, you know, the scavenger ground is just sitting there, open, ready to activate. Or you just smash dreams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's also important to remember what cards are on the table. Definitely. You know, it, it's a good lesson, I guess, from both of their perspectives. Like, you always want to be aware, like, what cards do. Mm -hmm. Totally. That scavenger grounds, like, I have to remember, like, yeah. <laughs> it exiles graveyards. And it's just an important lesson for everyone. Like, make sure you know what's on the field. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. it feels like also one of those moral tests, though, because, like, when I know that I have something to stop someone and it's towards like the end of a game or something, I'm kind of like, uh, do I like be like, you know, I do have this on the board. Like, don't forget. Or do I just let them walk into it? And I definitely flip flop between the two. <laughs> <laughs> let them walk into it. Chaotic neutral or whatever. It's called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But man, there's nothing more frustrating than forgetting a card on the board state. I think that's something that every player can resonate with. I mean, we've had games where <laughs> there's a game that I, that I, that see, Mike is already shaking his head. I know, he I think knows I know what, what I'm going to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a game that happened pretty recently. We were playing a CDH game. Our friend had Rurik Thar out. If you guys don't know what Rurik Thar does or listeners don't know what Rurik Thar does, basically whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you're, you're getting pinged for six damage. Uh, I'm going to just... I'm going to step away for a second. I can't, I can't <laughs> he's like, this one, this one hurts too much to relive through. Like, I can't do it. Oh, he's literally walking away. Actually, <laughs> so Mike, Mike does the mental math and he's like, I can eat five or six non-creature spells and get my combo off. And I'll be at, I'll be at like one life. Or I think he's going to be at like one or two life or something. And he's like, and I can get there. So he starts to do it on his turn and he starts to go for it and he gets down to like sixth life. Like he's about to cast seven. that last spell. Seven. Seven life. It's down to seven <laughs> life. He's about to cast that last spell. And then he realizes that I have Marath, Will of the Wilds on board, which is basically a ping machine. You can pay mana, remove plus one, plus one counters and hit somebody for one damage. So like it's all the way down. Basically just totally burned through all of his great cards, gimped his life total. And just proceeds to become probably the saltiest we've ever seen him uh, <laughs> since since the time that Tony did the king making. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to say about that, Mike? I just think it's an important lesson that we can all learn. You know, remember the cards <laughs> that are on the board. <laughs> Lance, Lance said it best there. Yeah. <laughs> 
It is. And sometimes you learn that lesson by not remembering. Yeah, sometimes you learn that lesson by taking 36 damage in one turn from a Rurikthar, but everyone's <laughs> got their own learning method, so I can't. <laughs> Winston Churchill did say once, check board state every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, a, he was a big standard player, I think. Yeah. yeah, he was. <laughs> it's kind of lame, but I still respect him, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what do we think about the salt rating here of our, our friend who just straight up disconnected? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, rage quitting, right? That's like that's like instant top tier salt. Yeah. At least it's only rage quitting a game. Like as far as we know, he didn't disconnect from the play EDH server, but it could have been that too. Or unplug his computer. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a hole in that like monitor. He just like punched it right after the game. <laughs> <laughs> so I can afford another one. <laughs> <laughs> How do you guys think? What, what what's your salt rating on this? I'm gonna give it a high blood pressure salt rating because that's pretty <laughs> damn bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty yeah. damn bad. Like that if I was in his shoes and I had this disconnect, that's like top tier salt. I'm I'm cussing everybody out, maybe even my daughter. No, I'm just kidding. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I give it a pretty high rating. I mean, disconnecting, like what Mike said, is like pretty bad. I just hope, you know, he didn't throw his like computer or <laughs> break it or something. You know, it's probably it's high salt for me. Disconnecting. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I mean, I think I think any situation like you guys are saying, any situation where you're disconnecting from a game, it's got to be salty. It is also funny that like I think if this happened at a table, you may not feel as salty. You can't really disconnect. You'd probably just like call your friend a dickhead or, you know, and it would like <laughs> smooth over. But there's something about being online and being able to be like, fuck you, I'm out. That <laughs> <laughs> just like just like brings up the rating to a whole nother level. I mean, I taste it. That's how potent it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> months later, I'm here. I'm like, oh, that is yeah. mighty salty. You're literally just oh, like it's so good. Yeah, I remember that one. Scavenger grounds. One of my favorite parts too is the way the post is written. It makes it seem like even the player with the scavenger grounds out completely forgot that they had a scavenger grounds out. <laughs> yeah, it's just so good. I love that. Well, what do you guys say? Shall we mosey on to another post here? Another one. Give us another one. <laughs> This one's special for you guys. My wife keeps stomping me in my games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, telling that story can't possibly go bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sonny, is this your Reddit username? <laughs> so this one comes to us from the EDH subreddit again. And this one is from user Vamos. Hold on, loading. One second. Do you, want, do you want to try that again, Sam? Why? What did I say? I just doubt it's. I doubt it's Vamos, but I it is. It's it, Vamos, maybe. Vamos. I think it's Vamos too. <laughs> it's V A. It's V A M O S S. It's probably like Vamos. Way. Yeah. yeah Vamos. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say Vamos because. <laughs> 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 Pain. Uh, so this one comes to us from the EDH subreddit from user Vamos39. Hey. 
<laughs> if you guys see user of uh, almost 39, give him an upvote, spread a little bit of that good goodwill. And the post is titled need advice. And like I said, this is a special one for you guys to so just really, really listen in close as I read it. And the post goes, I've run into a problem at my LGS. In my usual play group, there are a husband and wife. Oh, the problem is as follows. When the husband loses, he'll lean back in his chair, lean over his wife's shoulder and start telling her what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what to do about this. It's not asking a judge for help. It's telling her exactly what to do and how to do it. Their defense is she's still learning. It should be noted that she's been playing for about a year and runs either Anawan Rogues or Elven Empire Upgraded. I've tried running different decks, but they'll team up and essentially hate me out of the game. I'm tired of not really being able to play, mainly because the LGS is open on Fridays and Saturdays. They must have some kind of schedule thing. Is there anything I can do about this? Holy crap. So uh, to kick it off here, Lance, do you ever feel ganged up on by Sonny and Rose when you guys play? (laughs) Sell them, Lance. Sell them. them. (laughs) Mostly from Rose. (laughs) Sonny's really, you know, he he likes to spread the love. But, you know, when I do have a massive board state or have something like crazy out, I always get ganged up on. Like our last game, (laughs) I was playing my Agnes Dragon's Lash. So it's Haste Tribal. Oh, nice. You get a bunch of treasure for, you know, having case features out on the board. And so I had a lot of treasures and I had Magda out as well. So I sacrificed them. Love Magda. To pull some dragons out, Corvold, you know, there's a lot of things that shouldn't be on the board. Turn six, turn seven. (laughs) (laughs) At that point, the whole table looked at me. They're like, all right, he's, he's a problem. We should probably just start ganging up on him. And they did. And it was not fun because I got kicked out first. <laughs> dude, we, dude, we slapped him around like he owed us money. It was, it was <laughs> like he owed you treasures. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was bad. So the question was like, he's getting ganged up on because he's helping his wife out. Yeah. So basically they're in this situation where they're playing against a husband and wife couple. And it seems like the husband is kind of backseat driving for the wife after he gets knocked out you know and it also sounds like there's kind of this ganging up element too where the two of them will sort of team up knock this third player out and then i guess play head to head until the game is over if i if i can chime in lance if that's okay Mm -hmm. my lord my liege is that okay (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we'll allow it (laughs) (laughs) I'll allow it. So when it comes to me and my wife, we always kind of agreed on one thing, which was when we're playing, we're homies. When we're when we're playing commander, when we're playing video games, when we're playing sports, when we're playing anything together, we're not husband and wife. We are homies. That's mm. that's where we draw the line, where we try to kind of stick it together. So there is no salt. I mean, there is salt, but like not afterwards. We're like, we yeah. go home and we're like, you know, feeding the kids. And then she's like, so why the fuck did you kill me with, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, Dude, this was yesterday. It's fucking Thursday. What do you want? <laughs> but we try to kind of have that understanding with, uh, as far as teaming up goes, we never try to do that whole, like, yeah, babe, you want to team up? Hell yeah, I do. The only time we've done that once, and I'm kind of ashamed to say it. <laughs> and it was against Nick, but only because we were like salty from his outbursts from the games prior. Literally, we were texting each other while we were playing. We're like, you want to team up on him just to, just to piss him off? And she's like, hell yeah. So she started just to like nuke his field, negate his stuff, land wipe his things, everything. And then I just killed him for game. That was the only time. But <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but other than that, nothing, nothing like that has ever happened. Um, 
but a buddy of ours, Scott, his girl uh, just started playing maybe about a couple months ago, like maybe six months ago. Mm-hmm. And he does kind of the same thing, not the grouping up part, but the, the backseat driving. Yeah. Quote unquote. Um, but she is legitimately new. And that's where we're, we, that's where we're kind of like, all right, we'll allow it. Mm-hmm. But at some point, even she gets annoyed where she's like, all right, I want to do it alone. Leave me alone. You know? Yeah, that's the that's the thing. I think it's often kind of like on that new player to be like, hey, appreciate the help, but I'm only going to get better if I'm jamming these spells on my own. Like I got to figure yeah. out the right order for this stuff on my own time. So exactly. I think that Sam has been married to a few members of our pod at various moments then because like, <laughs> when he does first he'll always be like oh wait but you could do this or that <laughs> not always and not aggressively and a lot oh, of it that's God. just how i flirt tony <laughs> <laughs> so. it's like you know i'm at 10 life but you looking mighty fine right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey big boy you ever think of sequencing your turn a little differently <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like you know if you if you aim that swan song the other way, I might give you a smooch. Just let me know. <laughs> hey, Sonny, do you remember that game we ganged up on you because we were playing two witch decks? Oh, Ooh. dude, the god. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> that, fuck. Now, you brought you're bringing this up. All right, so can we can we explain? Yeah, rant. The, oh rant yeah, go, totally. Go. Digress. God damn it. So we we had made a like decks out of the D and D game, and we were just like you know cool. Let's just play for fun. Fuck it. My wife has Coven Precon Commander deck, and Lance made the witch, the new witch, Planeswalker from the DD set. Is that the one, Lance? That's the one? Yeah, Tasha. It's all about like exiling cards off other people's decks and playing other people's spells and stuff like that. I think it was on a Game Nights episode. Yes, that's the one where um, Jonathan Young played her. Yeah. So. Like both of them were like, oh, we're witch, witch bitch sisters. Hey, witch bitch sisters. Because <laughs> funny, funny story, Lance and Rose are cousins. Okay. So they're family already. So literally we were playing and everything that I tried to fucking do was either negated or fucking destroyed <laughs> or fucking exiled. And they're and literally I was telling like my wife, like, look, sweetheart, he's got a big ass board. Like I can hit him right now. And she's like, mm, no, exile it. Mm, no, exile it. Bitch, bitch, sister, sister. Like, dude, it, it was I haven't been salty in a long time, but that game legitimately like made me go home and on the drive home i broke my own oath and i was like why the fuck were you teaming up with <laughs> like why the fuck weren't you letting me play why you gotta do shit? me like She's that like, dude seriously i was like why why are you doing this like, i was just having fun i'm like no no you weren't <laughs> you oh, gotta man. love the commitment to the bit though yeah once, once you've started that you you are committed to being two witches at the yeah, end of the game. You, you have to be oh. witch bitch sisters at that point. <laughs> I mean, th- oh, that stuff happens, man. Like that happens in our pod sometimes where like Mike has this Brian deck. So it's it's this Boros <laughs> deck. And then Nick used to play this Feather the Redeemed deck all the time, another Boros deck. And if they both played them at the same time, they'd be like, Boros buddies, Boros buddies. And just like (laughs) kill (laughs) Tony. And we were like, come on. And they're like, well, we're, we're both just playing Boros. It's like not that good. And they would just like crush us. And we were like, dude, <laughs> fuck off. Uh, I missed that feather deck. Oh, uh, that feather deck. Was I dope. don't. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking crushed us. <laughs> Man, I, I, I will say the, the worst it ever was for our group. This wasn't really like teaming up, but it kind of was. So every year around Christmas time, we do a secret Santa where we each like build a $50 deck for another person in our pod. And then we give the deck over and we play with it. Right. But 
the result is that I'm seeing Nick play this cool deck that I built him. So I want him to win. So <laughs> I'm, so I'm never removing his stuff. I'm like removing other people's stuff on purpose to help him. And like all of us are doing this at the table. So the, the play group dynamic is just a mess because we're all like favoring this other deck to win to the point where Tony pulled some fucking bullshit. <laughs> you remember that dude? I do. Oh my as God. As soon as you started talking about it, I was like, oh no, here's more salt from Sam. What do you, what, what is that supposed to mean? More salt from me? <laughs> salt from Sam that I caused. <laughs> oh, so much. I got lists and lists of that salt. I think I exiled something from your graveyard that you were recurring to like blow up stuff on Mike's board and he yeah. was about to win. And I was like, just let it happen. <laughs> and I was like, no. And then you you pulled some bullshit to stop me from doing that so Mike could win. And all of us lost and Mike won. And you were like, this is great. <laughs> Lance, do you remember when we tried to do that? Oh, our secret Santa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that didn't end well. <laughs> no, yeah, no. No, what so happened? Long story short, before Pay the One, we had another MTG page called EDH Upkeep. God, it was like 2020. We did the uh, the Secret Santa, which was all of us. It was five players, and we all made a deck for each other. But we didn't have a cap, I think. It was just oh. like, whatever you feel your, your heart's desire, go for it. That's not the bad part, though. The bad part is that, like, uh, God, this feels so bad. Nick was the only one that, like, <laughs> bitched and complained because, like, we played our game, and then, like, he lost. He got super salty, and then Rose won with the deck that he made her. Uh. So she ended up winning, and then, like, months down the road, he was like, hey, do you still have the deck? And she was like, yeah. And she's like, well, play it. And she's like, I don't want to play it. And lo and behold, she just ended up telling me one day, she's like, it's not my style. I don't really like it, which mm. I respect. Yeah. But she's like, I'm keeping it because he gave it to me. So I'm, I'm keeping it you know, because a friend gave it to me. Another year goes by. He's like, where's the deck? Why haven't you played with it? And she's like, I don't, I don't want to play with that. He's like, well, well, if you're not going to play with it, can I have it back? And we're like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like the last time. We're like, never again. Never fucking again. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, I mean, we do like, we do tease each other when we like change the deck. Like Nick gave me this, this Togo Casket deck, which I love. And I've since like tuned it up a whole bunch. And he's like, oh, my deck wasn't good enough for you. <laughs> I was like, no, it inspired me to make something better. <laughs> you know, I gave it a makeover. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just gave it a little makeover. Uh, well, that's that's super funny. So so let, let's dig into this post a little bit. So, you know, how do you guys feel about this kind of situation? I mean, we're talking about like some examples about ganging up when we've experienced that. How you feel about like ganging up and like that kind of backseat coaching? I think they're really different issues personally. Like I think the backseat coaching, like Lance was talking about, you kind of have to do it with new players a little bit, like give yeah. them some ideas, but it's definitely annoying. Like I think at a year, someone should be able to kind of play their own deck. Uh, and then the other piece, like ganging up, no one wants to like secretly be playing one V one V double headed giant. No one wants to do that. So if that's what the game is turning into, that sucks. Like don't do that. Yeah. Don't do it like oppressively aggressively often. I feel like as we've like sort of joked about here, there's lots of situations where it just happens and it's like fun in the moment, but if yeah. you make it a habit, it's not a fun game for anyone at that point. Yeah. If you're like coming out of the gate with the intention to squish one player down and turn into a one V one, I don't know. That just that just seems a little weird. So overall, what are we thinking? What's that salt rating? Mm. 
I'm going to give this salt. I know you guys, the guys in the podcast can't see this, but I'm going to give this an iodized salt for street since 1871 package of salt. That's pretty, that's, that's a lot. An age of salt. salt. We have props. We have props on the show. <laughs> that's amazing. Production value through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> How you feel, Lance? I think it's salty, but for all the wrong reasons. Mm. Mm, tell us about that. I, I just think he just needs better friends. The posters. <laughs> <laughs> so my advice to this to this user: go get better friends. <laughs> Leave the salt behind. Go find better friends. Yeah. You're better than this. Yeah, exactly. You deserve better. You deserve better than this. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I mean, this is definitely a salty situation. If I was in this situation, I'd be taking Lance's advice. I'd be looking for other people to play with, quite frankly. I think what what Sonny has with Rose is a very rare situation with couples. And that's with like Magic the Gathering. That's with D&D. That's with board games. I mean, I've hung out and played D&D with... Uh, with friends and the DM's girlfriend plays with us and she's getting all the great magic items. And we're like, <laughs> cool. Like what, what's happening? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and like, you can feel that dynamic where there's like some favoritism with, with couples in games sometimes. Or the opposite or just an absolute grudge match every single time they sit down at the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Remember you didn't wash the dishes. Here's 10 infects. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tainted strike. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to, to this OP, I don't know if you're really going to change the dynamic that a couple has through like some, some high quality play group conversations. Like even if you came in with the most perfect argument, I don't know if you're going to change how a, a couple operates because that, that runs a little bit deeper than just like, you know, play group dynamics. So yeah, maybe, maybe trying to find some other people to jam games with. What about you, Tony? Oop. Tony, uh, Tony, you're silent over uh, there. I don't care uh, about Tony's opinion. On to the next post, Sam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get one more in, guys. Oh, this is an interesting one. I think I say that a lot. I'm always yeah, saying this is an you interesting one. You do always yeah. say it. Or, or there's some salt in this one. Oh, there's some salt in this one. <laughs> Uh, to the listener, they're all interesting and there's salt in all of these. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one comes to us from the EDH subreddit, and this comes to us from user just able. And if you guys see user just able on the subreddits, give them an upvote. You know the drill, spread that goodwill. This post is titled, Is My Intended Way of Using Gitaxian Probe Frowned Upon? So for those who don't know what Gitaxian Probe is, sometimes called Git Probe. It is a blue instant. It costs one blue Phyrexian mana. So you can pay two life for it if you don't want to pay the mana. And you look at target player's hand and then you draw a card. Um, generally speaking, I don't think it sees a ton of play in casual games, but it's like kind of a staple in CDH where basically you can look at someone's hand, see if they have any big counter spells uh, or whatever, and then go for your win. It also cantrips, you know, refills itself after you use for it life. and it doesn't cost mana which yeah, is pretty fucking dope. It's basically Pot of Greed. Yeah. <laughs> I cast Pot hard. of Greed. <laughs> it's what it do, Yugi. <laughs> <laughs> and the post says, last week I had a game where I played Gitaxian Probe, which makes you look at another player's hand. Before I did anything, I checked with the table 
and apparently revealing the information about her cards was very frowned upon. I do get why people would feel this way, but on the other hand, it feels weird that I wouldn't be able to share information that would give me or the rest of the table an advantage. Mm. Personally, I would also tell people what answers I have in my hand if it matters for whatever reason. So I do not see why I wouldn't be allowed to share other information per se. On the other hand, I do understand and respect if the table feels it is not cool. An argument that was made was that there are also cards that talk about revealing specifically, like revealing to the entire table versus one person just looking. I'm not trying to get my view validated in any way, but I am very curious what you think. Hmm. So this is a not super salty post, but talks about something that maybe might get somebody salty, which is sort of revealing information outside of cards that explicitly say so. So how do you guys feel about this situation? I actually disagree with you. I think I think this is a salty post. And I think the salt is the interpretation of the rules. Well, you're fucking wrong, dude. So what I mean is I think that fuck. No, you're right. Okay, next. Yeah, let's just go to the next post. My man, Michael, are you okay? I think that the people at the table saying, no, you can't share that information is a purely salt-based judgment that they're making. Mm. Like, I think they're grumpy about the fact that someone has a creative use for a way to gain knowledge. And they're saying like, don't do it. I do think that the person like jumping to be like, and I'm going to tell everybody what all of their cards are. Like, that's not a great use for that person either. They can be, oh, everyone watch out. This person has Jingataxius. So like, everyone watch out, like this threat could come down or like, Mm -hmm. you know, if there's a threat on the board, be like, hey, person, I just get probed. You should really remove that thing. And I know you have removal to do it. So you really should. I think there's salt in not letting this person do something creative with the card that they have in their deck. I think it should be totally fair game. Interesting. I think it kind of is fair game. The problem is that it, I do think it's something that's frowned upon. Like if it doesn't say revealed to all players, like in that scenario, and you're just like, these are all the cards in their hand. Most people are like kind of pissy about that. Even if you tell like specific things, unless it's like super high levels, like a Jingataxius, mm-hmm. I think in general, people will be pretty upset. But like when that happens, most of the time, I think the player will be like, you got me. Yep. It's in my <laughs> hand. <laughs> So I think playing EDH is like kind of like playing poker. Yeah. You really don't want people to know what's in your hand. And then you want to, you know, call your bluffs when you want to call your bluffs. You want to have your poker face. You want to have your poker face. So it is kind of salty. But at the same time, if it's relevant information to save yourself or the whole table, like, eh, give it away. <laughs> or you could just play telepathy and just look at everyone's hands. <laughs> yeah, except your hand is not revealed, which is the except best part about that card. <laughs> like, oh man, what that does to a game. Telepathy, what a fucking card. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Lance. And I mean, you, you said this as well, Mike. But I think that type of information needs to be, you know, you can reveal that. I don't think there's anything in the rules against it. Uh, if there is, don't. Don't tell me. Don't at me. <laughs> the distinction is that I'm I'm adding you. I'm gonna at you. Uh, <laughs> no, don't. don't. No. <laughs> I specifically asked you not to. <laughs> so the distinction is you're not revealing that information by telling yeah. everyone at the table. You're just telling people stuff. So there are specific cards that care about revealing. It's not that. Yeah. 
that that's the only distinction. I think that you can use that information strategically though. Like if you see that someone has a beast within after you use Gitaxian probe and then some big target comes down and they have the mana up, you can be like, Hey, why don't you use that card that I know you have and kind of like force that a little bit. It's not exactly revealing it to everybody, but it's sort of leveraging that information that you have to get some game actions moving in your favor, you know? The point is sort of like you can do it, but honestly, it's probably not helping you to do that either. Yeah, I think that's the other piece to this. They mentioned in the post, it feels weird that they wouldn't be able to share information that would give them or the rest of the table an advantage. And while that is true, you don't want to give too much of an advantage to your opponent because there is an advantage to only you knowing that information. Two other people at the table generally speaking, don't know what cards that player has. So that gives you a leg up. And if you share it with everybody else, you're sort of defeating the purpose of that card a little bit and kind of denying yourself the ability to use that information and kind of leverage it, you know? Totally. Another thing they mentioned here, just the other thing I kind of wanted to touch on, they talk about how they would tell people what answers they have in their hand if that matters for whatever reason. So, you know, they might say like, Oh, I have a counterspell in my hand, guys. I can take care of this. I think that's kind of a different example of what's going on here. You know, it's not really like a one-to-one. Like if you're saying you have a card in your hand, to me, that's a little bit different than saying what someone else has in their hand as a result of, you know, seeing it with a spell. Well, yeah, because you could also be lying. That too. (laughs) (laughs) There's been once or twice when I've been like, oh, don't do that. <laughs> oh, that's the move. You could taxi and probe someone and then tell the rest of the table that they have absolute gas in their hand and try and get everyone to kill them. That oh round. my God. <laughs> that's so good. Dude, they have an Armageddon in their hand. <laughs> Fucking get them. <laughs> better act now. <laughs> you guys got a bazooka bug. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Daddick Teague. In a mono red deck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's illegal You're not going to believe me, man, but it's in there. <laughs> so what are we vibing? What's the, what's the salt rating? I think it's low salt. I think it's a low sodium diet. I think it is. Uh, it's like one of those fake salt packets. It's definitely got some of the flavor of salt, but I don't think there's any true, true salt going on. Did they just start the diet, though, or have they been on it for a while? Like, that's the mm. question. <laughs> you know these are strangers on the internet tony so i actually have no idea <laughs> tony what are you talking about uh, uh... <laughs> what do you guys think i think it's pretty low yeah this is yeah. pretty low yeah. this is a chick-fil-a chicken low <laughs> damn shots fired <laughs> it's it's low on my radar because you can use that information however you want to like it just depends on like you know what's happening at the table. But like if you want to give that information away, go ahead, play the game how you want to play it. Yeah, what are they gonna Definitely. stop you? Are they gonna like duct tape your mouth shut if you start <laughs> rattling off the cards <laughs> they've got? <laughs> Cover their ears. Don't tell me I can't hear you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I completely agree. I mean, I think this. This is like a very low salt post, if any salt at all. You know, really, this person's just coming through with an interesting discussion. But I do feel a little bit of salt from the other players at the table sort of being like, no, 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 you can't do that. I mean, like you said, Lance, 
you can fucking do that. You can you, in a game of magic, I could just turn my hand around and show it to everybody at the table, and that's totally fine. Like, <laughs> right. He's out of line, but he's right. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes people do that if they're like, I have no responses. Like I have no counter spells. Yeah. Don't ask me. It's to like stop. how many times have you done that when you have like nothing but two lands left yeah. in your hand? You're just like, all right, guys. <laughs> This, yeah. this is all I got. So <laughs> fuck me. Yeah. You can attack me, but I got two lands. So like, I don't know what you want from me. Exactly. I have definitely said that exact thing many a time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you can, you can do it. And, you know, I think it's just, if you have the opportunity, just try to use that information a little bit cleverly to advance your board state a bit. So is it, is it that time of the oh week? Oh my God. Hell that yeah. time of the week? It comes every week it does right it's our favorite time of the it's, week it's what i'm thinking it's time to ask it's the salty card <laughs> it's time to ask mike mike what's the salty card of the week we need like an actual theme for that like <laughs> no we don't it's good you riffing every time is definitely yeah, what i want it's to great be. one day i'll just take you riffing little songs and i'll remix it into a song how about that that would actually be kind of sick. Like the corn song? You guys heard the corn song? Oh, dude, everyone's it's heard the corn song. I know. Well, so I was gone in Canada and I came back and suddenly everyone knew the corn song. I was like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. I was gone. That's my wife's jam right now. It's, also like, it's got the juice. It's got the juice. Dude, I'm just walking around like a zombie singing it's corn all the time. <laughs> it's so fucking good. It's a jam. All right. Well, this one's a special one again for our guests. Our card today is Ristic Study. (laughs) So good. I love you guys so much. So good. Oh, man. So for the like one listener tuning in that has no idea what Ristic Study is, it's two and a blue for an enchantment. (laughs) It says whenever an opponent casts a spell, you may draw a card unless that player pays one. Hello. Hello. What it, what it doesn't say is that you then also have to be like, you gonna pay the one? Do you pay the one? Yeah. Do, you, do you pay the one? Do you pay the one? <laughs> do, can I draw a card? Do you pay the one? Yeah. Can I draw a card? <laughs> You're constantly funny. saying that after everyone casts a spell. It's even worse if it's that and smothering tide. Are you paying the one or the two? Oh man. <laughs> so my question is, as always, I'll start with Lance. Does this make you salty? Yes, hundred percent makes me salty. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, like, you're going to pay the one? You're going to pay the one? Like, I will tell you when I'm going to pay the one. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I know it's on the table. Like, (laughs) I see it. It's blue. It's in the corner of my eye. I'm going to let you know when to pay the one. It's just such a good card. You know, you have it on the table. You slap it down. You're going to draw cards. I paid the one, like, you know, a couple times because I had extra mana. But most people are going to use their mana up in a turn and then when it you know when they start drawing cards like they have nothing to pay so you know i guess you can have it like i have nothing there <laughs> but the, the one-off chance when i do have the extra mana yeah i'm gonna pay because i don't want you to have that card advantage but mm-hmm. it gets it gets the blood boiling i say i'm more like less salty to it now because everything has some sort of weird card draw on it like like recently you know esper Sentinel now like oh yeah that card it's, it's another one where you get to ask <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like I'm never upset by it because it's white. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it does get the blood boiling a little. But yeah. 
you know what you do to it you just destroy it yeah as fast <laughs> as possible as fast as you just get rid of it put it in the graveyard and bajuka bog it and remove it from the game as fast as possible bajuka bog the answer to every single card <laughs> god i hate bajuka bog <laughs> this episode is exclusively going to be called bajuka bog yeah this yeah. This, <laughs> this episode is sponsored by bajuka bog yeah i was saying boo worms <laughs> how about you sonny so i used to hate the card because i could never afford it and yeah i was a poor boy nobody loves me but uh i <laughs> i used to hate the card because of that but um as soon as i got my hands on one and then obviously because of the channel the channel's very dear to me because i get to do this with lance which i love so now anytime somebody asks me to pay the one I, it doesn't it doesn't make me mad it makes me giddy which kind of sounds weird but when it was like, do you want to pay the one? And I'm like, no, I don't. But you go ahead. You can, you can try your card. <laughs> it's like, by, by the way, that. have you have you heard of our channel before? Like, <laughs> I love that. Just sliding a business card across the table towards them. <laughs> Every time someone drops a howling mine from here on out, I'm just going to be amped about it. Oh, man. Yeah, same. I'm going to put one in every deck I make from now on. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I will say though, I don't really love Ristic Study. But yeah. It's mostly, it's Sp- mostly. Spill your salt, Tony. Spill it's it out. Because like the salt grows, right? It's one of those things that at first you like on your turn, you're like, I'll be the team player. You know, I'm going to fucking <laughs> pay the one. And then fucking Mike or Sam is like, oh, well, I can't do anything on my turn if I don't fucking just splooge my whole hand out. Slander. This is slander. <laughs> and so. Then you're just like, oh, fuck me. Okay, I guess I'll just get wrecked and like have done nothing on my turn. But it's like, <laughs> and that's like a slight exaggeration, but I don't know if our stats say otherwise. We started tracking who actually pays the one in our CDH <laughs> games. Oh, that's um, smart. But yeah. the uh, the thing is like in casual, I and I think this is the same for everyone in our pod. We like never even think about paying. Never pay the one. It's just like. You want a card, man? Go like, for fucking it. Get the card. I don't give a shit. I, want, <laughs> I got things CDH, to do over here. I'll like lose my shit and I'll just be like seething over on the side. Because again, <laughs> I never play blue, so I can never really do much of anything about them. I'm just trying to like. Except for your mono blue CDH deck. You shit. <laughs> yeah, but I played it like two times and it never works when I play it. it this is why Exposed. like blue and I just don't get along. I have like one or two decks and I just, I don't like, don't even know how to use them. So it's like, I just don't, I don't do them. Yeah, this this card definitely makes me salty as well. I think I think one is fine. I think the thing that really gets me salty, like what Tony said, that that sort of cascade of people not paying the one where it's like, oh, well, you didn't pay the one, so now I'm not going to pay the one. And it's like, you're trying to spite me by not paying the one, but really we're just giving Mike like fucking 10 cards. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yes, fight amongst yourselves. The, the card advantage is crazy. But when I really hate it is when there's two. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. oh Jesus Christ. Or or even worse, a Ristic study and a smothering tithe where the Ristic study player is drawing a card and then they're like, "Hey Ristic study player, are you going to pay the 2 so I don't get a treasure from smothering tithe?" And they're like, "No way, I'm definitely not." And so you've one person who's just drawing cards like crazy, one person who's ramping like crazy. And then two other people who are just like left in the dust, man. We're just sitting yeah. there like, I'm going to cast Rampant Growth. Yeah. Does it resolve? <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, two Risky Studies. Holy shit. We had this CDH game one time where two people had out Risky Studies for almost the entire game. And it wasn't me or Mike. <laughs> it was Nick and Pat. And Mike and I did like 
nothing that game because we just couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't do anything. We just couldn't compete. I think I might've even resolved a Remora at one point. And then everyone played around the Remora, but yeah. just fed the, the Ristic studies. Oh, <laughs> dude, it was like, it was brutal. Yeah, that's a fucking good card. I do also totally love it though. And I put it yeah. in every deck I can find. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's also part of what I don't like about it. Like that it's like, why would you not? There's like no blue deck. Yeah. That, I don't know. Those, those types of cards have their place. There's lots of them, right? It's just another reason to be like, all right, fuck you, whatever. Blue, just like a generically blue. good card. In yeah, blue. like and we, we talked one we talked many. about that with Psychrift too. It's like your deck is is very rarely worse because you put it in it. And that just kind of sucks because it means that there's like one slot less for people to think about while they're building yeah. EDH. It just decks. increases the salt for me. But where um where on the list did this land, Mike? Uh so this is let me guess, this gotta be top 20. I don't think it's top 20. It's not no? top 20. It doesn't beat a land destruction, dude. Yeah, but yeah. there's only so many of those boils at the bottom of the list. You would be surprised at how many mass yeah. destruction spells there are. <laughs> uh, this actually comes in right after Negan the Cold-Blooded and right oh, before wow. Back to Basics. So it's 34. Wow, really? 34 yeah, it's lower than I would have guessed. Yeah. Yeah. It's lower than I did guess. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have a slightly different take on why this card makes me salty. And as a player that plays a non-zero amount of, of blue, I really like casting this one. And the piece about this card, <laughs> the piece about this card that actually makes me salty is I get so ready to draw the card that when someone pays the one, I like I lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's that's me. That's me. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, are you kidding? I've seen you not pay the one a million times, and then this is the time. This is the time where you decide to pay the one. That's probably also why I have a lot of hate for it because back when we first started CDH, I was playing a Circu Demir Lobotomist Lantern Control deck, and I resolved a fucking Ristic Study and a Miscremora <laughs> once or twice, and we had never played around them. We always, in the beginning of CDH, were just like fucking feeding each other, and my shit was <laughs> not fed, and I was so mad. So <laughs> you're right. That definitely is super salt and loose. You are very unlucky with blue, Tony. Whenever you, you whenever you play those things, we're like, okay, we all agree to not let Tony draw any cards, right? And we're like, yeah, of course not. And then I play one, and everyone's like, all right, well, Sam can draw ten cards. It's yeah, fine, right? Like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Top ten villain origin stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is why Tony hates blue. Now, now the listeners know. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that sums it up for the salty card of the week. Then, Awesome. That's a great one, Mike. Thank you. And that's the end of our episode, everybody. I just want to thank Lance and Sonny again. Thanks for jumping on today, guys. It was super dope to have you on. Absolutely, man. It was a, it was a blast. Honestly, I mean, Lance can't, uh, can't thank you enough, Lance. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is the start of a, you know, multiverse saga. So. <laughs> first crossover event. Yeah. The first crossover, you know, this was just the beginning. This is first Avengers movie. Dude. Can you imagine if our Knicks ever meet each other? Oh my Ooh. God. Oh shit. There dun, might be a dun, chance. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> to the listeners. Hey, I have no idea how these episodes are going to come out because we haven't talked about it yet. But we are going to be on an episode of Pay the One MTG. You guys should check them out. Even if we weren't going to be on an episode, you should check them out. Uh, but because we're going to be on an episode, you should definitely check them out. <laughs> <laughs> but they are on Spotify. I think that's the easiest place to find you guys, right? Yes, sir. 
you guys have a backlog of, I think like 26 episodes right now. And there's a couple where you guys focus on salt. We talked about them at the top of the episode. They, you guys have some great interviews with people out in the magic community. And you also just have some great discussions about like specific card types, specific deck types, favorite decks that you have, some release reviews. I mean, you guys kind of hit it all. So it's a, it's a great spot, you know, to, to hear some excellent magic, the gathering content. Thank you, sir. Thank you. That, that means eh, it means a lot. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, before I do the episode post amble, I do want to shout out that we are going to be at magic 30 in Las Vegas in October. We're coming out there. The three of us are going to be there. Nick, our Nick is going to be there with us. We're going to be playing in events. We're going to be jamming commander games. We'll be scratching at the gates of the command zone and say, please, Josh Lee, quiet, let us in. Take pity. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you guys are also going to be at Magic 30, right? Absolutely. We're definitely going to be there trying to look sexy. Hell yeah. (laughs) No, that's going to be a really good time. Uh, If any of our listeners are going to be in the area, find us. We're going to be the four goofy looking guys with... (laughs) <laughs> big howling salt mine shirts on yeah <laughs> we might have some swag to hand out you never know come find us if you want to find us outside of magic 30 what a segue guys damn fucking <laughs> wow amazing <laughs> emmy award winning if you yeah. guys want to find us outside of magic 30 check us out on instagram we are at the howling salt mine Check us out on Reddit, post once a week on there. We also just kind of mingle with the Reddit communities and our username is The Howling Salt Mine. If you guys see us down in the mines, just say, hey, you know, I I love to get little messages here and there about people being like, hey, I like your podcast. Like that just totally makes my day. If you guys have salty stories and you want to send them to us, you could DM them to us on Reddit, Instagram, I guess. But the easiest way to get those to us is at our Gmail, which is the howling salt mine at gmail.com. As always, we ask you to keep those stories short, sweet, and to the salt. Well, I want to ask Lance and Sonny, do you guys have anything to plug? Where can we, where's the best place to find your social media things and, and your podcast? Yeah, so we are definitely on YouTube. We run uh, commander recorded games uh, that we call Last One Standing. We try to try to the word is try to have one out at least every month. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and TikToks. We're kind of old, Ooh. so we don't know how to work the TikToks. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but, but we're learning. We're learning, guys. But yeah, majority of it, honestly, Instagram. Lance does a fantastic job at running that. He always puts I know he does. Uh, different different cards of the, of the week. We're and... chatting on there all the time. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> we are on Reddit too, but that's kind of freshly new. But majority, uh, definitely YouTube. Hit us up on YouTube. That's where Sweet. we try to have the action at. And how often do you guys update your podcast? You're usually doing like once a week, once every other couple of weeks. Yeah, once a week, once every other week. Awesome. Uh, well, thanks, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in today. And as always, stay salty. And don't forget to draw an additional card during your draw step. It's the Howling Salt The Howling Salt look up scavenger ground this stuff all gets edited out guys this is this is why we sound so professional <laughs> lots of <laughs> lots of editing oh, man. We, we leave everything in there we like oh hang on i'm putting my shoes on time <laughs> <laughs>
That's, that's, that's kind of a real that. experience. Though. Yeah, we want everybody to feel the raw dog. Yeah, and, and, and then we take all the uh, crappy stuff that we say and we put it at the end as bloopers. 